we're back with another episode of the Criterion Cult Film Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Garcia. With me, as always, I have my co-host. Yeah, Mondra Arvizu here. And what do we do here on the Criterion Cult Film Podcast? Well, what we like to do is we like to get uh, the cult members together, which is you guys, and then we like to watch a film from the Criterion Collection, and then one of us brings a film that we believe belongs into the Criterion Collection, and we argue, we fight, we, we, we kick and scream about it, we do whatever we need to do about it. Today, Mondo, it is your episode. You are bringing... Some deep dives into the mind. A Charlie Kaufman double feature. Yes. What are we talking, what are we talking about from the Criterion Cult, and what's your pick? Okay, from the Criterion Collection, we're watch, we watched Bean John Malkovich from 1999, and later, my pick is Eternal Sunshine of Bean John Malkovich of The Spotless Mind. Get those tissues ready, people. Oh, yeah. four. Get them ready. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little more about Bean John Malkovich. Oh, yeah. Thank you. For those, uh, you know, for those listening who don't know. Yeah. If you weren't, if you were born in 1999. <laughs> Which, you know, who knows? A lot of people yeah. are pretty young these those days. Those people are 21. People are pretty young these days. They're 22, I think, now. <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, this is uh so uh, director Spike Jones uh director uh, director directorial debut, all of his first feature film. <laughs> you know, it's a uh, ever wanted to be someone else. Well, now you can. Uh, one day at work, at work, unsuccessful puppeteer Craig finds a portal into the head of actor John Malkovich. The portal soon becomes a passion for anybody who who enters the, its mad and controlling world of overtaking another human body and again that's from letterbox yeah letterbox we're doing letterbox now we dumped imdb for those who know um letterbox reach out to us they have those nice taglines to start them off with yeah all they were there all along we're we're so stupid for not following that in the first place who's in this yeah uh john cusack uh of course john malkovich cameron diaz Catherine keener and orson bean we have just to name a few also, Mary Kay, uh, Mary Kay Place. Which one is she? Who is she? That's Flores. Oh, Flores. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. a secretary. She's like a character actor, kind of. She's always in stuff. Yeah. She's in The Big Chill, which is on the Criterion oh, yeah. Collection. Oh, wow. Loris Kasdan, who wrote uh, Star Wars. Mm. Uh, one of the Star Wars, right? Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. Yep. There's a little tidbit for all you nerds out there. Get off my back. There's one for you. Eat it up. Gobble it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it, I, yeah, it's been a while since I've watched Bean John Malkovich, maybe like a couple of years, but. But it's always one that, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's ranked up there, yeah. right? I mean, it, it's, I, it's, um, you know, because Spike Jones is, as most of us know, a music video director, as well as a. Uh, He's cut his teeth in the skate video world. Skate video, right? Yeah. And it all sort of has. I mean, obviously not this vibe of being John Malkovich, but he does use a lot of, in a way, in the same way that in, in the later film that we're going to talk about, a lot of practical effects stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's in not camera. so... Yeah. Right. In camera effects. Yeah. Where it's more worried about building sets and things than like, oh, we're, oh, we can just do this with green screen or we can just, you know... And you see those obviously in his music videos mm-hmm. and everything. And even when he does use green screen it's done in like a very you know the the weezer um, video the a minimal way uh, or yeah the yeah. buddy holly video yeah, you know exactly. what i mean like him putting them putting them in the footage of happy days you yeah. know that it, that always like fooled me when i was a kid because yeah, i didn't know man. if it was a real episode or not yeah because al was there or i was just always like wait a minute i was like maybe 
Oh, maybe they did play a band in one of the episodes. Yeah. Like, maybe that just happened. Like, why wouldn't it? But yeah, it wasn't filmed in the 90s, right? Yeah. Happy Days was filmed. <laughs> and that's the thing. I was dead. And that's what, like, it feels like. It's with, because of the fish. With being John Malkovich is because of the, the his direction and the... Um, his vision. Yeah, the, the special effects, you know, the, the practical effects. It feels... Like you, it's one of those things where you're just like, oh, I, I guess I've really, not that you've never seen it before, but sort of that you've never really seen it kind of done like that. Yeah. You know it's, what I mean? Well, it's just like when they overuse like, you know, like computer like effects and stuff like that, it just looks so like video gamey, you know? And even especially now because video games look so good, it just kind of looks so, it looks really plain too. And like, right. this like. I don't know, for some reason, it's, it's always brown for some, I don't know, what's like, you know, there's no, like, real, like, like, aesthetic to it, it's just so, like, I don't know, it just looks so, it just looks plain for some reason, I don't know why, like, maybe because they don't see anything else, like, you know? And well, like, because, there, yeah, there's no, like, actual texture to it, like, yeah. in the way for something like, in this film, the tunnel that leads to Malkovich's uh, psyche yeah it's got texture it's not some cgi little like uh portal it's not a brown nose it's not hole. brown it's not it is though it is yeah brown, it is brown but, it, but, but it's, it's not got, it feels, it's not cgi brown it's, not, it's real yeah. brown baby yeah that's real malkovich shit that they use to cover that hole or the the tunnel and and that yeah it feels you can see yeah. that texture you can it feels like something and that's what this whole movie in order for i think for it to work because again i mean we can just let's just talk about the the genius of charlie kaufman yeah, I mean, both of these scripts are just on their own, you know, just kind of perfect scripts in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Because he, he uses, he does so much, like adds so many elements like in here. It's like, there's like a love story. There's like an idea of like uh, the ident- your identity of who you yeah. are. He's able to consciousness. bring in, Yeah, consciousness. <laughs> um, who is really, like, is any everyone just everyone? Are we all the same person or are we all really our, ourselves? Oh, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Are we all just kind of doing the same thing? Someone else in our body? Our yeah. soul? Is our soul something else? Has and, someone taken over? Right. Or is like being someone else, does that really make you a better person? Does that change yeah. who you are? Are you still the same person just because you're in a different body? Or yeah. you know what I mean? Just because you have a different lifestyle. And there's like so many things, but also, you know, he'll have like a, a there's like thriller, or there's a chase in there. Yeah. And there's a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And so I think the script itself already is just, okay, it's perfect, right? But you're going to need somebody and you're going to need people that actually can bring that vision to a place that, you know, actually uh, services a script or, or, or actually elevates a script as well, you know? And when, you, when you're talking about Spike Jones, the fact that he did all those music videos, the fact that mm-hmm. he did, you know, it's something that he's, he is a visual storyteller. And so he can just, all, he needs a script. He just needs that structure to, to tell that visual story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then also, you know, I don't know. It's kind of crazy in terms of the actors, that they're not, I don't, I don't know, especially at that time, I guess they were kind of big names in a way, right? Not that they never were big names, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you, they, they were. weren't indie-like names, I guess. Like John yeah. Cusack and uh, Cameron Diaz, like to see them like in kind of like a weird kind of indie movie like this, it, it sort of, it was kind of, I don't know, to me, yeah, it, it is. sort of strange. Yeah, it's a, like, it's not but a typical I cast, I don't think, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I, but mean, I guess I don't know. John Cusack's kind of always in everything, so. Well, I mean, then he was kind of like, yeah, he's kind of a big act, kind of a big right. Act. You know, he's right. there, but he's not like. Yeah. He's I don't know Tom Cruise I guess at that like who. He was no Jerry Maguire. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah. But, at that then, time. But around that time. But Cameron was Diaz coming. was kind of like. 
she was definitely like she was she like was a big star and like and still on her way up you know yeah because she's younger so yeah, yeah. i mean cusack had his time in the 80s yeah you know he already had to say anything he did what he you know he he did what yeah he what did cusack do before this like the midnight of good and evil or yeah probably stuff like that something like that, yeah. that. i mean he's in a lot of stuff so he it's, is, it's but, hard but yeah he's mm-hmm. just in so many things yeah everything it was before he was the raven <laughs> Yeah, before he played Edgar Allan Poe. But yeah, it is a weird cast, but and it, uh, definitely, I, don't, I, I guess I can't say diverse cast, but I mean, it's just like sort of an odd, not odd, yeah, kind of oddball cast. Like, I don't, you, you don't see these people as these characters, but I mean, they totally are these characters, like seeing the film, you know? Right. Like, they, they kind of get a little lost in the character. It, like, it actually. And their performances, I'm saying. You know? it, yeah, and it actually makes uh, more sense, you know, uh, watching the little documentary that's on the Criterion Collection uh, version of being John Malkovich. You know, Catherine Keener talks about how she didn't think she would be right for that particular role because in her mind, it was sort of this busty kind of. Everyone's like lusting after this certain mm-hmm. type of like, you know, woman yeah. that you're supposed to see there. Mm-hmm. And she's not necessarily that. Obviously, she's extremely attractive, but you know what I mean? She's not the typical kind of Hollywood kind of uh, like what bimbo kind of right. almost like know? what the, what the good like what the oh, what every guy in the office like a is supermodel right. or whatever, you know, like, yeah, yeah. But she definitely plays the part really well, you know, right. It's like, and, and he sort of like and but yeah, Spike Jones was like, no, you are actually perfect for it because mm-hmm. it is like that idea of like, well, yeah, but I mean maybe not to like the world but to that world that we're that we're in and to john cusack like yeah she is extremely yeah. attractive in that way you know yeah. and also her attitude helps that as well you yeah know? that makes her more attractive you know the way yeah, she definitely is. like yeah the way she carries herself and right. just so like uh no bullshit like say what you mean kind of stuff you know? yeah but she's not gonna play any games but right yeah and a, and a good performance from cameron diaz i know i say i'm not saying that like i'm surprised but, you know, The Mask is kind of like her best performance. She kind of tried to do comedy stuff. I know she did There's Something About Mary and different things, but there's never been. she's never been a standout in the things that she's done. Besides Mask and rewatching this, I will say that she does a pretty good job of keeping, you know, up, up to, like, you know, up with everyone else that's around her. Yeah, and, I thought and she was great. Then yeah. I didn't think, of, like, her performance was... Like uh, I think I might I think I might have like, hated on a little bit back in the day when I first saw it, but yeah. Yeah, I don't think there was anything to complain about her performance or that she wasn't like up to par like you're saying, but I don't like I, no, yeah, she's got I thought, she's got comedic chops. Yeah, I thought know. she was as good as anyone else, you know. And yeah, dramatic chops, I'd say too. Oh, of course. You yeah, know? yeah, but I think a lot of this is a lot of comedy. Mm-hmm. And I think uh it, it she just has great timing and great like, you know, it feels not that they improvise, but they did actually do like they tried different things with the actors and stuff like oh, that okay, you know yeah. what i mean and so mm-hmm. yeah the, like for her to be able to do that and i don't know just the behind the scenes thing it's a nice look into seeing spike jones a first time director and having these actors really yeah. just kind of be cool with him that he's a first time director and actually giving him something yeah you know not being like i don't know dicks or whatever maybe because of being john malkovich you mean <laughs> Well, you know, John Malkovich, I mean, this is a little story I'm just going to say oh, for all you people who want the next, because I'm giving out nuggets Some now. goss. Yeah, I want some, here's some gossip. Do you guys mm. know? Because Spike Jones again, comes from music videos. He comes from um, skate videos. He's not like a, a huge cinephile kind of guy. Maybe he is now, but he wasn't then. And so there's like a, a story in the book, which is Rebels of the Backlot, I believe. Okay. Which is the one about the uh, the whole Tarantino, Paul Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson, Kevin Smith explosion that happened. You know, the whole uh, uh, wine, yeah, or the wine scene. Yeah, something else, but yeah. Yeah, something like that. 
but uh, it's yeah. like this sort of sequel to the the Raging Bulls and Easy Riders or Easy Riders and it's Raging like Spike Bulls. Dykes and I don't Sundance. Know. I don't know about that. It might be something like about Sundance. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, there is there is this little part in there where it talks about Spike Jones uh, filming being John Malkovich, and John Malkovich kind of has a big like kind of over dramatic moment where he gets very mad, and you know he sort of uh, is yelling at people and doing stuff, and then he calms down. Spike Jones is able to calm him down. And John John Malkovich says, oh, "I'm having a real Blanche moment," and what he's referring to is for the character of Sunset Boulevard, a Billy Wilder film that everyone should probably know. A Tennessee Williams play, is it Sunset yeah. Boulevard? Oh no, never mind. Sorry, I thought you were talking about. Uh... Uh, yeah, see, you're out of your mind. No, yeah, you are. <laughs> no, no, Sunset a Boulevard. Streetcar Named Desire. No, no, Sunset Boulevard. I thought you meant Blanche. Oh no, no, I'm getting Sunset. It wrong. Oh wait, you might. Oh yeah, yeah. You actually, you're right. No, no, yeah, you're right. fuck you, dude. <laughs> Don't come at me like that. Wait, no, what was, what's her name in, in Sunset Boulevard? Anyway, okay, well, it's one of those. It's either one of those. I can't remember. But the point is, is that Spike Jones doesn't know what he's talking about. He has no idea Neither what he's saying. Neither do you, because you don't know what a streetcar named Desire or Sunset It's Boulevard. one of those. The, the point is that Spike Jones has no idea what he's talking about, and he says, I don't know what you're saying. He's like, oh, you've never seen that movie? And he's just like, no, I don't, I don't watch, like, you know, I don't watch those movies. And John Malkovich is just like, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> But that's one thing that you can look at here. My point of saying that story was that you can like watch this film and that that doesn't really necessarily matter. That's not the point. Like he doesn't, you don't need to be a cinephile to make something like this. Because, you know, this, uh, you know, in in the same David Fincher kind of way, he's a person who is more concerned about what is visually happening. You know, there's that story that that's going on, and he's obviously concerned with that, and he's getting the actors to make that and, and build that. But he's more like visual than anything, Spike Jones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that really helps for a script like this, especially you know adaptation, which he did as well with Charlie Kaufman. It's just something that if it was somebody else who wasn't really concerned with all the visual aspects, with with doing something, um, you know, and obviously um, Michelle Gondry as well, without with doing practical effects and making it look like it's there and and like you can touch it in the camera it would have been these movies would have been really bad really bad Mm -hmm. these scripts would have been uh uh, done horribly you know what i mean because these if if it would have been someone who'd be like well you know what this has to be sunset boulevard or this has to be this or this has to be tennessee williams you know or this has to be a streetcar named desire Mm -hmm. you know it would have not that's not the point of these movies you know what i mean that's not the point of the scripts that's not the point of what it is and also, Spike Jones is able to not only visually do that, but again, like, you know, we, we, we sort of talked about that. Like, he's able to bring out all the themes of those things, you know what I mean, without having to bang them on your head. You know, the idea the idea of self-identity, who, like, what, do you want to be somebody else? Would you be somebody else? You know, are we all the same person? What, you know, what what is that? Well, John Cusick has that really funny line where he tells Catherine Keener, and he's just like, I don't even know what to think anymore like you know like i don't know what it is and she just like points to the window like like jump oh, out. yeah like yeah you know? yeah to jump out the window or whatever yeah it yeah it, it has a really good way of telling you like what's going on 
especially because you're saying Spike Jones is such a visual director. And yeah, he is. That's why, you know, it's also showing, not telling you all the time. It's not banging on the head like right. most things do nowadays, you know, where it's just Especially like, for kind of like um, difficult scripts like this where yeah. there's a lot to explain, you know? Yeah, like Halloween Kills where it tells you, oh, <laughs> look at the monster he's made us, the town now. Like, uh, yeah, we just saw that. And Everyone he, just know that we're going <laughs> to use that as an example because it's a very good example of that. Of how the, bad things are. The idea of not... <laughs> how visually, bad things are going. Yeah, the idea that no one's visually showing anything and that they literally are just like you said they are but they they had to like but they're just saying it over and over again yeah evil dies tonight and then oh he's uh uh, but i'm gonna use a bat to kill evil Uh, there's a few other things that they say over and over again in that movie where and they never show it to you it's mm -hmm. never given to you and you never you're not you're never satisfied visually you're just hearing them say these things and yeah and being john malcolm but if it is shown to you if they have to like uh Put a little bow on it and try to tell you that, oh, yeah, this is what if you didn't get that, here's what it was about, you know, again. And John Malkovich doesn't do that. You get that through the characters through, I mean, just their like emotion on screen and like dialogue where it's not like, you know, like they're talking about it, like what just happened, you know, and really like they don't know how to feel about, you know, like which is fine, you know, like it's not just, oh, I went in this and I did this and like, you know, like you like they you just see that with all the visuals and how like they react to everything and like you know the process of going in the tunnel and coming out of it and like just like how the um when you're in when they're in john malkovich malkovich's body you know that they're seeing it like you know in a in a weird way like you know it's not just like you're just you're you know you're seeing it's through their eyes through John Malkovich's eyes, you know, has that weird, like kind of weird, like eye, right. that one eye open, you know, and it's kind of like weird and you don't yeah, know. They're not just like him where they yeah. can, yeah, where it's just clear. And then yeah. obviously they're not also not unable to like, you know, control anything. So it's, it's that weird tunnel vision, like view they give of it. You know, that's, I guess that's a better word, way to explain it, you know? And like, so yeah, you get all those things from the film and visually what the filmmaker is doing and, and the story, obviously, you know, like through the characters yeah and also yeah but um saying that but that you know because you were t- saying how they can't control him or whatever mm-hmm. and you know they knew that that was there and and um mm-hmm. the the old uh lester yeah. and, and all the older people who use that to kind of stay young mm-hmm. they know that they can do that but they didn't really know they can control him yeah you know it wasn't until ah uh, charlie kaufman genius brought in a puppeteer yeah there's a that. reason yeah. there's a reason for that you know where most comedies would just make him a puppeteer to use that as a joke and to make that oh imagine if john malkovich became a puppeteer later yeah. like wouldn't that be like really funny mm-hmm. and even though that is funny it actually makes sense in the context of the script and where it's supposed to go yeah. you know this charlie kaufman knows what it's he's doing. like a payoff <laughs> you know it's a payoff it's yes, setting something exactly. up and like it's not really telling you nothing. you know like yeah. where halloween kills they don't like do any of that <laughs> they're just like little like easter eggs that make you think oh wow they did that like they use the mask from halloween 3 like yeah okay yeah. whatever you know mm-hmm. it's just really like bad payoffs where you're, it's like where it's feeding off your nostalgia for something and this is like trying to build something you know like a story and characters and all that and yeah and, and in, in a very interesting way too yeah. and again you know you know tons of people have talked about this in ways that we probably really couldn't get into like the idea of like psyche and like a freudian stuff and all that idea of like, and like identity this of question self. that the next movie really asks is like do you want to remember like these things and like a, you do you want to really be conscious or are you conscious even now you know like and what does that what like what does that all bring you know and like how how does that make you different or how does it make you stay the same sometimes or like 
you know, really digging into someone's mind and psyche and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mondo. Yes. Maybe we won't use it. We'll probably cut it out. If you can Malkovich somebody, who would it be? Oh, that's another thing where like, you know, you always kind of feel like, oh, if I could be someone else or someone like you could feel what I'm feeling that that is totally disgusting and gross. You know, I don't want to. Like, it's a very childish notion. You know, like it it's is. really like, yeah, yeah I don't want to be anyone else. Yeah, like, why would you? Know, you? It's not going to change. It's hard enough being this person, but whatever, yeah. you know, but like, yeah, I mean, but you could be there for really no. quick. No, not at all. I don't want to be anyone else. Okay, well, I'm going to say Ben Affleck for me. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's living a good a good life with Jennifer Lopez, and I would really like to experience that. Not not like anything weird or nothing. Just the oh, you know, maybe sometimes they sit on the couch and watch a movie. You know, I could experience that. You know, I'm not talking about any kind of creepy shit. I'm talking about what movie. uh, I wonder what movies J Lo likes to watch. I don't know. Who knows? She just watches Anaconda over and over again. You think so? Yeah, I think so. She's probably a huge because Ice Cube's in it. John Voice got that voice. It's pretty good. <laughs> and Affleck's just like, dude. I mean, I just want to watch Chasing Amy, the rain scene. Like he just loves watching. Goodwill Hunting. He shows that to her. Oh yeah, Goodwill Hunting. He's like, this is what I won the Oscar for. She's like, Ben, I know. <laughs> does Does he ever go? Let's watch Geely again one more time. It was good. It was a good oh, choice. <laughs> yeah. Well, they might, or yeah. they they might laugh at it. They might get it. Yeah. You know. Anyway, again. And I want to feel that laughter. I want to feel that joy. So I would I would be Ben Affleck. That would okay. be my John Malkovich. But okay. again, you don't have to pick one. It's fine. Yeah. I, I was just wondering. Yeah, but no, uh, I forgot how gross I felt when like that it, concept it, came no, no, up no. again. You know, it is a very it is like a strange thing because again, I'm only sort of joking because I wouldn't really want to do that because again, it is you, it's it's actually kind of pathetic. Yeah. It, you you, mm-hmm. you know, there's no way you gross, can't yeah. feel pathetic if you do something like that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I get there's like different ideas that are going on in this. And movie. then like in the when they show like the line and the people who like sign up to go like try this out, they're like pathetic, you know, like it's just yes. really sad. Like They're really sad. They've got nothing yeah. else going for them. They just really want to be someone else for like whatever. What is it like the 30 minutes that it goes for or whatever? Yeah. The 15 minutes that it happens. Yeah, it's like 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And. Yeah, that's it, it. It is sad, and those people, all those characters, are sad because they all just don't want to be themselves. Yeah. And the thing is, look, I get it. You know, some people want to do be different people. They're, they're scared to be themselves, and I understand that. You got to, you know, but you just got to be yourself in any way that 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 is uh, that's true. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That doesn't make you feel like uh, I don't know, like you're I don't know, like closed in, or that you can't express yourself in any way. Yeah. You know. And then when you're somebody like I don't know, you know. Uh, John Cusick's a puppeteer, you know, and so he feels like, oh, I can't express that. People don't, you know, he has like really sexual puppeteer acts and stuff like that. And people are just like, well, I can't, you know, I don't want to mess with that, blah, blah, blah. And so he feels like kind of persecuted on that. And, but at the same time, he it's like, well, he's not misunderstood with he's from misunderstood. his art, you know, because he is doing his art, but no one gets it or he's not and, getting the appreciation for it. And eventually know? people do, you know, obviously um, start to appreciate the art once he's John Malkovich, but yeah. he's not himself getting mm-hmm. appre- it's only because it's John Malkovich who decided yeah. they think it's John Malkovich who decided to become a puppeteer, quit acting and doing and do that. It's not like, yeah, because if he did the dance in front of Catherine Keener as uh craig uh yeah. schwartz or whatever she wouldn't she'd say that's stupid or she whatever would, absolutely you know but Bec- that but she saw john malkovich and he's an making, artist yeah 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 he's already this established guy oh she gets it this is profound this is exactly you know. so why would you want to be someone else why would you just want to jump to that already you'd want to yeah. build yourself up and make that make yourself that mm. you know and that's what we're talking about here in the cold that's what we that's what we preach here <laughs> be yourself 
Do it yourself. Don't be a John DIY. Malkovich. DIY. I would love to be a Ben Affleck. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't choose John Malkovich. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't pay two hundred dollars to be John Malkovich. <laughs> I don't see how that. And it wouldn't be my second choice either. <laughs> it would not. No, no. It's Ben Affleck and then Matt Damon and then Kevin Smith. Anyway, Mondo. Should we wrap it up on this? Should yeah. We do last thoughts yeah. on it. Um, Let's do our last thoughts. Okay. Let me do my last thoughts really Go quick. This is your episode, and let me tell you. We're talking Charlie Kaufman here. This is probably one of the, the, the most perfect, like the, a perfect script. This is a perfect script. As someone who wishes that they can someday write something, um, this is like one of those things that makes me like, oh, you got to be creative when you write stuff. You get really got to push the boundaries of what, you know, what you can really write about and what makes sense. And don't over explain. Another great thing about this film is that it doesn't give you too much about how this works, right? They, they give you the idea, the sense of those older people, Lester and them, they kind of explain why they do it yeah. and how long it's been going on and stuff, but it's never really explained like the science of it, which is perfect because it also is a very much a horror film. So, you know, both of these movies are kind of horror films. Body horror, right? Yeah, the favorite, is. The favorite, the best horror kind of horror. Exactly. It's kind of, a, it's kind of Cronenberg-ish. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of like Possessor. It's very much like a, it's a little Cronenberg-ish. <laughs> yeah, you know, Possessor is kind of this, you know? Yeah. You go into somebody else, you become them, you do it, you feel you it. You get out. <laughs> yeah, so, and then what we're going to talk about, Eternal Sunshine is absolutely a horror film, you yeah. know? But, Charlie Kaufman, uh, and then also, I, you know, um, I th- I'm thinking of ending things. That's a horror film. He wrote that. I mean, it's based on a book, but his adaptation feels very much like a horror film. Anyway, this being John Malkovich is going to be one of my favorite films. I think it's it's rewatchable. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out. It's um, one of those great things about it that it's John Malkovich is that he is someone that everyone recognizes, but you would never be able to place him. That's why that joke works in the movie. The fact that everyone's like, "No, you were in that thing, right?" No, I know you. You're John Malkovich. He's like, yeah. And they're like, okay. The jewel thief. Yeah, Yeah, you were the jewel thief. And like, because you know who he is. You just, it's like hard to place him. I mean, obviously, you know, people who know, know. Mm -hmm. But most people will just be like, oh, yeah, I've seen you in a bunch of stuff, but I couldn't say what it was. Con Air, people. That's what you recognize him from. Con Air. That's that's when I first recognized his beautiful face. (laughs) I give this five Malkoviches. It's going to be a classic forever. Even in the little documentary on the Criterion Collection, Catherine Keener says... I think this is going to be a classic. She tells Spike Jones. Oh, you know? really? Wow. Yeah, she says, I, you know, she's all, it's kind of weird. I didn't really get it. I didn't really get the tone of it. She's all, but I understood it as a script, and I understood how good the writing was, and I think it's going to be a classic. And she's right. Absolutely. It's Criterion Collection. Yeah. Mondo, last thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised I don't put John, uh, being John Malkovich on more, you know? I, I feel like it's totally, like, rewatchable, and, and why it's maybe not, I, I feel like it's not even as, popular as it was when it came out because it was kind of like a a hit when it came out it was like had a lot of buzz and stuff around it especially because charlie kaufman's script and spike jones being this first time director and like you know just an indie kind of right. hit you know and it, it having that kind of meta idea yeah like actually being john malkovich mm-hmm. that they you know what i mean a lot of people were like what john malkovich is actually in it oh wow that's weird you yeah. know because yeah people that's like stuff like that that's know? like a bad joke right like yeah. it's just like oh yeah being john malkovich and the movie has nothing to do with that or it's like i don't know something stupid like, like maybe you see him sort of but like he's you never yeah. it's never actually him you know yeah. yeah but yeah i mean this film is great i can't like uh express how much i like it right now i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) no but this is the whole concept of being like of consciousness and like you know how like really kind of gross that is is like wanting to be someone else you know and like 
And if you really had that chance, would you do that? And just what, like, what it, what it made them feel like? It made them kind of crazy, almost, you know? And like, yeah, yeah, feel yeah. Feel like this euphoria. It's like a drug that they keep on going to, and like, you know, like trying to get that first high that you got the first time, you know, the and first time. It's like of, chasing the dragon, as they say. Instead of taking care of their own lives and being bettering themselves. Yeah, really, like yeah. where you could, you know, like right. really make a difference. It and stuff yeah, like yeah. That. That's funny that you bring that. It really is like that. It really is just like doing drugs. Yeah. You're just caught up on something, and you're just chasing that, and you're not. You're just like, oh, this, I want to be this, like, yeah. in whatever that is, you know? Yeah. And instead of worrying about who you are yeah, and what you're trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's that's a good way to put it. That's, that's what it is. But that's being John Malkovich for you. I mean, like. Uh, what's uh, what's the rating on it for you? Uh, I'll give it four and a half uh, good old. It's my head Schwartz. But, yeah. I mean, and one thing, one stupid thing I noticed is that there's three people from Seinfeld in this in this movie there might be more but i don't know i can't think of anyone else who are the three people? uh katherine keener is an episode of seinfeld okay uh uh they go to this guy like their lawyer or something like he he plays elaine's boss he's like the book editor guy and then um and uh the first guy that they get to pay to go into john malkovich he's in something about mary he plays cameron Diaz's brother gotcha he's in an episode of seinfeld okay but right, maybe there's someone else uh-huh this is a uh, bean jerry seinfeld yeah 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 no okay all right well i did not know that fact i just i just been watching seinfeld a lot again so got i saw all of them hey we're dropping we're dropping tidbits for everyone here for all the seinfeld heads and for all the uh, spike jones heads because uh, again we're seinfeld guys and we're skaters <clears throat> so we love it all yeah and if you haven't seen bean john malkovich late in a while i mean it's yeah. a great film to go Throw it back on to. all right and get the uh Criterion get, version. Get the Criterion version because who knows, you know, that might go out of print too. You know, who knows these days? We're, yeah. we're, I'm real scared here. I'm surprised this movie isn't more popular. Like, you know, I, like, I think it is. I, I think if you were to ask, but well, you know what? It that, doesn't have like that Renaissance thing kind of going, you know? I think a lot of people are sort of like going with um, uh, Seneca, New York, which Carl the Kaufman directed yeah. and adaptation. The adaptation kind of had a little burst of like, uh, yeah, it everyone, did. Yeah, yeah, you know, but like everyone, it, I think people are forgetting about good old being john malkovich they are they are but not the cult no and you can see that from our episodes Obviously. our goddamn picks mondo what movie are you bringing to the cult i i, I forget oh well let me remind you <laughs> it seems like it's been erased from my memory <laughs> i mean we watched it together so i don't know so what was it it was eternal sunshine of the spotless mind oh Get it because who directed it? Uh, I don't remember. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't remember, but but yeah, it was uh, you know Michelle Gondry really put the put him on the map for people. It did, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Even though he's he's also a video music a video music director, <laughs> no, a video I, music director. <laughs> no, no, yes, yeah, exactly. That's funny. Yes, they both so have... so two music video directors. That's crazy, isn't that? Can handle Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, and Charlie Kaufman should direct music videos. Because he's mm-hmm. so good he at should. directing, you know what yeah. I mean. He probably could visually create anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, that's crazy. And they both have those special edition. Yeah, those. Uh, uh, yeah, there were DVDs. Yeah, those, um, I don't know if people if, if people know this. There was like was uh, Mark yeah, more romantic who did one hour photo. Right. Uh, like, uh, uh, yeah, it was Michelle, Michelle Gondry. Gondry was the guy. Spike um, Jones, the other guy who did Control, the uh, the Joy Division movie, as oh. well as he did Life with Robert Pattinson, which about which uh, and um. 
The other guy plays James Dean. It's like about James Dean taking these pictures. Oh, what is his name? It's uh, but anyway, yeah, he's also did. He was a music video director who was part of that. They all they all mostly did like Bjork videos and and different things like that. Remember that Michelle Gondry did that cool White Stripes video with the Legos, right? He did. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to music video directors <laughs> who can like uh, transfer into films and do it like this. Really ain't well. no Five Hundred Days of Summer. There's no some web guy mark okay look i'll, I'll give you i'll give him 500 days of summer but i see what you're saying he kind of no, faltered i'm, I'm after joking that. no no i i'm i'm, I'm agreeing with I'm you because he, he sort of faltered after that unfortunately he couldn't do spider-man you know he did the he did the andrew garfield spider-man yeah he did some stuff but you're right these are a little different yeah. these are a little different anyway who's in this movie but we, yeah uh we digress yeah <laughs> well let me tell you a little about uh eternal sunshine before i get in the the actors do it sure so uh you can erase Someone from your mind. Getting them out of your heart. It's another story. So Joel Barish, heartbroken <laughs> that his girlfriend underwent a procedure to erase him from her memory, decides to do the same. However, as he watches his memory of her fade away, he realizes that he still loves her. And may and it may be too late to correct his mistake. And, you know, this stars Jim Carrey as Joel. And uh, Kate Winslet, the be- uh, wonderful Kate Winslet. Uh, Kristen Dunst, uh, unrecognizable Mark Ruffalo, Elijah Wood, and Tom uh, Wilkinson. W- w- was that his name? Wilkinson. Wilkinson. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought I wrote it kind of funky. I mean, Mark Ruffalo is unrecognizable because back then he wasn't really in anything. I mean, I think he yeah. was just in that uh, "You Can Count on Me." That kind of was where he was big. What was big. that? It's uh, with Laura Linney. It's like an indie film. He, I think he plays like an alcoholic brother or something. Mm. I haven't seen it, but I, I know that's where sort of he became kind of, that's where, you know, his yeah, name was popping Yeah, kind of broke out, yeah. And so that's, yeah, I remember first seeing him here and not really knowing who he was. Um, yeah, because I remember like, oh yeah, Mark Ruffalo from Eternal Sunshine. I was like, what? Who is Mark Ruffalo? But you, I don't like, yeah, I was like. I don't yeah. know. I just I, he he just wasn't on my radar then. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. And now he's the Hulk. Yeah, you know, now he's everywhere. Honestly, yeah, um, you can't escape. Real quick, the before we get it, you know, Charlie Kaufman and the idea of memory, right? Like mm-hmm. the idea that the, does that like just to bring up the the movie yeah. we're talking about, the monkey sequence and being John. Oh Malcolm, yeah, yeah. The idea that the monkey has those memories and that is what has um, formed its its life up until that point. Right, and the decisions that it would make are based on those memories that it had. You know, we didn't. I know we didn't uh, talk about the monkey scene when we were talking about being John Malkovich, but that really that that whole scene like really makes the film like. I mean, being John Malkovich is kind of a dark film, obviously, but that like scene really makes it turn for me. Like Like darker, yeah, like darker, like you know, just like the monkey like remembering and like seeing and like you kind of yeah, don't it's, know it's, what it's he's trauma gonna, yeah yeah and you kind of don't know what the monkey's gonna do like you know even though he like i don't know he's just there kind of but now he's just like he just has this weird like stare in his eyes that and then it goes to like you know that video cam footage of his memory you know like right like and, his like, memory be, is a little and his more, family yeah. being like captured and stuff and like i love that that is his memory the footage of his memory is like kind of like more shakier yeah like, yeah like kind of grainier footage than the way like yeah. if you would see it probably through like yeah John it gives Malcolm it like yeah stuff. well it's just like a whole thing of giving it an aesthetic and right and visual storytelling you know exactly. like it gives you like yeah it's supposed to feel different you know yeah. like it's a monkey's brain or chimpanzee or exactly you know and yeah, that that's what I just bring it up. And because this does it too. That's like, what I'm saying. Obviously, I, yeah. I, I, I bring it up because it is that it is the idea of, you know, you, you don't want to 
you know, just get right into it. You don't want to erase your memories because those like shape you. Bad, good, whatever. Those are what's gonna like you know what I'm saying? Oh, what are you, an Instagram post? Are no. you a TikTok? <laughs> no, but you, you know hear what I mean? this like, sound and you're gonna have a great few days. That's what, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like that's what that's what that is. That's uh you know, that's how the monkey you know, without that experience, yeah, he the would monkey never, would have yeah. not have released Cameron Diaz from the cage. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And without the experience. So imagine like in, in Turtle Sunshine, and we're jumping way ahead here, but it but it starts at the end in a way. It does, like, yeah. Without that experience in their head, you know. They would have saw each other on the train and stuff and would have known like, oh shit, that's my ex. And they would have avoided each other or on the yeah. beach or whatever, wherever in Montauk. They kind of wouldn't have, have had this like nice day sort of yes. like, you know, like, like they wouldn't have fallen in love again. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's, you know, that, that's what I'm saying. Like that's, I mean, you know, that's yeah. the whole point of this movie is that, and, and what only because it touches on it a little bit in, in being John Malkovich in that monkey scene in such a brilliant way <laughs> yeah. where it's like literally you 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 need those memories to shape yourself you know yeah. you, need, you need that's how you're going to become a person is through memories experience because memories are experience yeah you learn yeah. from them hopefully and yeah. like you can do something but right. i don't know it almost i it like it's hard to like really like when you're in it yeah well what i mean uh so like when you're, you're like, in it right yeah, now no like so like <laughs> You know, like, yeah, those memories, like, shape them and, like, remember, like, you know, like, gives you, like, an idea of feeling, you know, like, it might be, you know, like, any kind of feeling, good, like, you know, good, bad, sad, whatever, like, you know, all those feelings. Yeah, all the different good, bad, sad. Yeah, all the, yeah, mm-hmm. from, what is it, fear to... Loathing, Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Donnie Darko thing is there's fear and love. Oh, yeah, from the spectrum, you remember? Like, it's oh, like, how yeah. can you, like, quantify those as, like, you know... They're just like two things, but yeah, it's like, yeah, it's more nuanced. It's more like, there's more, a lot more going on because they've, you know, experienced these things with each other, but like, it's kind of hard. It's like, you can look, I mean, it's, this movie's like, I like it because it brings up that notion of like, you can think like, it depends on what mood you're in and you can watch this movie and it can really make you feel really sad. Maybe feel hopeful, maybe feel like yeah you know like or happy kind of like yeah i went through those things and no I'm, i like that I, and I, I turned out differently you know like it, no no, no it, i'd like because it really can just make you like you can watch it and just be like yeah yeah you know it's yeah. like really like but it well it also and it can make you just feel like all those things throughout like through the course of the whole film you know like absolutely it's not yeah. going to make you feel one like just one way you know like fear right, or love right, right. you know like it's, it's just a, like, it also because of the, the direction it can make you feel creative and, and yeah. just very like inspired to kind of do things like that because mm-hmm. of the visual style and things like that of it yeah yeah but it but yeah it brings out everything yeah it's yeah it's a real that's why mood. it's yeah. like that's it's that's why it's kind of like one of those it's kind of hard to watch but i mean it's really good though like you just can't deny that because of the visuals and like and the story, you know, like, you know, like, yeah, any, like, you know, anyone, everyone's had that dumb idea of like, yeah, I wish I could forget her or forget him, you know, all that stuff. And yeah, we're, like, we're I mean, we're two guys. We listen to emo. Yeah. We, we grew up with listening to emo. So we know about like the idea mm-hmm. of like, oh, you got to forget, like, you know, try to erase the memory of it. You yeah. know, that's like, it's an emo song. Yeah. It's a lot of emo songs. It's a hardcore emo song. Screamo. Yeah. It's screamo. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. But this isn't, um, you know, this isn't done in a. It's done in actually in a grown up way, right? Yeah. It's not in just like a, like we were saying. We, everywhere, everyone can relate to that. Yeah, you can relate to that, especially you know when you're younger and when you're growing up and you're and you're dating and you're doing stuff. You're just like, well, you know, something happens. And you're like, I gotta forget this. Like it's the worst thing yeah. in the world. You don't realize that 
you know, once you get older, it's not really that big of a deal. It's, it's not it's the not, end of the world, yeah. even though, yeah, sometimes we make it. It's all yeah, mindset, you, you know. It, yeah. It's but, all but, your mindset. And, and that's the like thing. That. What you should do, and, and if you were to erase that, you wouldn't learn not to make those things a big deal, right? Yeah, exactly. You, you would keep erasing those experiences, mm-hmm. and you would still do the same thing over and over again and make mm-hmm. them a big deal and act like a goddamn idiot. Yeah. You know? And, that, yeah, that's what I think this movie really... It, it it has that nuance and it hits home in that that it's just like look i mean you're go- i mean yeah like you're going to love who you love and you're gonna have to just experience that whether it's forever or whether it's for like a week whether you get broken up with or whatever you know what mm-hmm. i mean and then and then move on and then grow from that yeah you, you can't just be like no I'm, I'm gonna erase this yeah i gotta get rid of this memory you know what i mean mm-hmm. those memories are gonna shape what you do you know, with whoever else you actually meet later, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. you know, whatever the case is, and and this this isn't like some romantic comedy. Now to really talk about like the filmmaking of it, where they're you know in the script aspect, um, this isn't just romantic comedy where it's just like oh, you know, here's Joel Barish, Jim Carrey, who's this like a closed-in guy who doesn't really do or say anything, and here's crazy Kate Winslet, got red hair and does wacky stuff. It's literally those things are there for a reason. Yeah. Like she acts out that way because that's how she deals with the problems that she has, mm. whether it's her alcoholism or whether it's her, you know, her really her inability to sort of connect with people without it being in that big like, hey, it's me. I got mm. red hair kind of way, you know, yeah. and then he wants to be like that. Joel Barish wants to be a creative, outspoken. Hey, like, look at all the stuff I have, like, you know. Like, I'm a creative guy. I draw. I do these things. Yeah. But he's not going to... But he wouldn't tell anybody that. He wouldn't show anybody his yeah, writing. Yeah, he's an introvert. Yeah, you know? he's just like, I, I can't say anything to anybody. Uh, you know what I mean? And so for both... And and it's never just like a, a one-dimensional. There's a reason for them that why they're like that, you know? And yeah. then when we see that in the trauma that uh, Jim Carrey has when he's a little kid, you know? Yeah. Those great scenes when they're little kids. And you see Jim Carrey has to kill that pigeon with a hammer. And, you know... I feel like a lot of guys, a lot of boys can relate to that. Not that we've ever had to kill a pigeon with a hammer, but we've all been put in a situation where it's just like, hey, it's do this. It's something we didn't want to do. Do this manly thing. Yeah. Because if you don't do this, you're not the man, but it's like, none of you idiots did it. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm the one who's going to have to do it. Why do yeah, I have to and bring, yeah. yeah, and it brings the whole mood down, and they yes. realize how, like, bad what they were trying to, like, you know, how yes. bad that is trying and to then, kill And an then animal. you look like the worst person because yeah. you did it. Yeah. And you, you were, you're just like, you do it and you're just like, hey, do I, am I accepted now? And they're just like, no, you're insane. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, if this was Halloween yeah. Kills, it would have been someone like, look what the bird turned us into, you know, okay. like this weird mob <laughs> mentality, you know? And like, yeah, we just saw that on film. You didn't have to tell us, you know, like we get it. Like, you know, like it made them sad, like the whole, like, you know, feeling of them, like being like, yeah, do it. Like, just do it, blah, blah, blah. And then he does it. Like, you know, like, and he does it like, you know, he does it half-heartedly at first. And then yeah. he kind of almost gets into it for a second. And then he kind of realizes and sees what he's done, you know. And it just, like, doesn't make you feel good inside, you know. And that's, like, pretty much, you know, that's, like, the whole movie. The basis of the film. Like, you That's know, being like, a man, baby. You know, like, <laughs> the things that you've done to, like, Growing a person a or, like, head. done to each other. It just, like, maybe you're not doing them, like full-heartedly or like you're just kind of like going with it or like what you think you should do or like what everyone like maybe your friends are telling you what to do like oh do this like oh she you, if she does that do this you know like no it's just like i don't know you just have to take it one day at a time like like you have to be there be present you know and that's what like 
you know, that's what this is too. Like, you know, like they're being, they're living in their mind, you know, and trying to like just relive this relationship and they're not being present, you know, where they have to like really decide to move forward and stuff. And just same as John Malkovich, they're not present in that film, you know, but being in John Malkovich makes them present, you know? And so they're trying to chase that again. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, So like, you know, and they're like, to make them be present, they want to erase this, you know, and she's impulsive. That's why she did it. You know, like she's just, she's right. living too much in the future. Which, thinking which is, about it. which is what, which is a great thing for the, to move along the story. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the fact that they, you see her at, at the beginning, right. You see it the way she is, that yeah. she is very impulsive and it feels like that. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that she would do that. Yeah. That, you know, that she would erase him. It's not that she doesn't really love him. It's just yeah. that she's impulsive and she didn't really think she's just like, well, I can just do this. I'll do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, it it would take a lot to like have to erase somebody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It would you know it wouldn't be easy to just be like, all right, let me go pay this money, go see this doctor, make an appointment, and like have that done. You know mm-hmm. that's a, you know that's a that's kind of that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. You know, it is a lot. Like, as yeah. much as you would like to do that, it's a lot. Yeah. You know. But yeah, I could see a lot of people obviously making it, that impulsive yes. decision. If you if you're like impulsive, you're just like yeah. If you're a type of person who just does, and that, it makes yeah. sense that it. Her character, because how she exactly, is, you know, like, exactly. It, it's it's where where if you would have had kind of a regular romantic comedy that has that concept, mm-hmm. you would have just a regular like working girl who's just like oh like, you know, in like a Judd Apatow comedy or something. And those comedies where she's just like a regular person. She's not like an outgoing person or anything. She's just like oh I'm I'm a girl boss, and then she like gets dumped by some like mm-hmm. like I don't know whatever whatever. Yeah. The point is is that she wouldn't have. The motivation to the character would never have the motivation to just uh, uh, do that surgery, that brain surgery. You yeah. know what I mean? Where in here, it feels very natural. The script feels like it. The character in the script and the direction all makes it feel like it makes sense when he gets that thing. Mm-hmm. And she literally says, like in the dream, like I don't know, I'm compulsive. That's why yeah. I did it. You know, I'm just did it. And then you know he sees the card and like, which is really great. I don't know if that's a script thing or if it was in the if it was like improvised, but. You know, when Jim Carrey, when David Cross shows him, mm-hmm. David Cross plays his friend, shows him like the card that says, hey, Clementine, don't erase, this. don't mention yeah. this. And he's like, what is this? What is this? You know, and he's getting all crazy. And he's just like, I don't know. It's a place that does a thing. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. what he explains well, to him. Yeah, you know? I was going to mention. Which is so good. Like, it, it doesn't like give some like crazy like exposition. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, he knows like he knows exactly what this place is. He's like, I don't know. They just sent this thing to <laughs> yeah. us. And I was like, I guess we'll take it for what it's worth you know but that's another thing how you said about earlier like where in being john malkovich they don't over explain things like you know the science behind all this you know yeah they can go just go in your brain and do this but also they don't really explain like you just understand that uh clementine and joel's relationship just got to that breaking point you know it's not just that one night where she was out late, get exactly. drunk and stuff. Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah. it doesn't over like, you know, compensate like for story or like, you know, giving giving you too much. And you can kind of just figure, yeah, these people are just at that point in the relationship where they can really work things out or it's just going to explode, you know, right. and, and it yeah. explodes. And it and, shows you really great memories of examples of that. Yeah. You know, for that, um, especially the thing where she talks about wanting to have a baby. Oh, yeah. That, like, and, idea yeah. of, like, that conversation, which I feel like, you know, a lot of people can relate to that if you're in a mm-hmm. relationship and someone is aggressively pushing for a baby, but you you know that they're not ready. You know that, you know, you know whatever, whatever the case And that's may also be. his problem because he can't really, like, talk to her like that, you know, exactly. where he has to, like, bite his tongue and, like, you know, right. really can't be open and stuff, you know. And she is being open, but it might be, like, a little crazy and compulsive, like, you know, just a little, like, too much, like, too much, but, like, 
that's who you got with kind of and you have to understand like yeah you have to explain these things to her like you know talk to her like you know like i don't think we we are at this point because of the you know like right you know you can't just hold back like that and that's why like things implode you know and get really create like exactly get uh like uh what is it like i don't know like disingenuine or like you know yeah, they just where, you had, where you're having secrets no... with your partner and you really shouldn't, you know, like right. you should really be open. With yeah, you one can't another. even like say what you want to yeah. say to them or whatever the case may yeah. be. Yeah, but and then another good thing about like the movie that it sort of says, which I think is is sort of, you know, really beautiful in a lot of ways is mm-hmm. that, you know, if you're going to pick this person for, for who they are and what they are, mm-hmm. like you can't change them. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You should like love them for who they are, like. That's like the whole thing that like basically the end of this movie is just like she's like, well, I'm going to get tired of you and you're going to like resent me for this and stuff. And he's just like, so, okay, yeah, like, let's just do that again. Like, you know, let me ask you. And it's got to be I'm going to throw a poll up. It's got to be the most like the the most perfect, like the, the perfect ending to a movie like ever. Right. Where you literally see that it's literally them. They say that conversation because you're just like, well, how are they going to like kind of loop this together? How are they going to close this out? Mm-hmm. They have that conversation. And you're just like, okay. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. And he's just like, and they laugh like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then it just cuts to them just playing in the sand with that music. Like they're just, mm-hmm. I mean, on the sand, the, the snow. Oh, they're just yeah. on, the, on the beach, on the Montauk, in the snow, mm-hmm. running around, kind of falling on each other and laughing like yeah. and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like literally, like that's probably like perfect. Mm-hmm. It's not cheesy. It's not like over. It's literally like it's it's nuance. You know what I mean? It's it's not it's not um it's not fake. It's not bullshit. You it's know? not too on the nose for you. I I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I because I, I think it it really is uh, too on the nose. Would sort of be like I don't know. They they would just be like, no. You know what? We'll we'll figure this out. We can we can figure each yeah. other out. We can. We can maybe change each other. We can like, you know, I'll be better at this or I'll be like them just being like her just being like, no, I'm going to still like get yeah. bored, tired of you. And, and you're still going to resent me and him not being like, no, I won't him being kind of knowing that he is. Yeah. I can just be like, but well, he's still so, like, yeah. yeah, it's like that thing where, I mean, you break up with you guys like, you know, you're in a relationship or whatever and you break up, but then you get back together, you know? It's almost like that, but I mm-hmm. feel like a little bit, yeah. You know, yeah. like it's, it's that like thing that where, idea. like, you just need to give it some time. You know, like, yeah. and you really need to think things out to or, come back know. to each other or whatever. If, yeah, you know, if it was, uh, if that's I don't know, toxic case. or whatever, yeah. you know, it, st- it still might be toxic. Like, there's no, obviously, there's no definite answer. It's like, you know, how, uh, what is that? Uh, what the hell is that movie? The Graduate. You know, at the end, where they think they really want to be together, and then they kind of. I don't know. Oh, it's yeah. The, you know? It's like the idea of that ending is sort of, um, d- did they make the right decision? Yeah. Like that bus ride is going to go on. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't just end there for yeah, them. Yeah. Like they're going to have to like, okay, she literally ran out of her wedding, you know, like yeah. they're going to have to figure out each other, you know? Yeah. yeah. Which is like, yeah, that 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 is kind of true. That is what that ending is. Yeah. It literally is that. It's just like, oh, that's, yeah, sure. They they're down for it but is it maybe it'll end even sooner than it did before yeah you don't know you know who knows yeah there's just too much like turmoil and like yeah but you can't be scared yeah you can't be scared to do it you just got to do it and jim carrey and kate winslet did it you know what i mean let's talk about that let's talk about the acting okay um what do you think of what do you think of the performance of jim carrey look i mean you know he's a he's you know he's liar liar he's uh he's lloyd christmas Mm mm-hmm 
Um, obviously, we know he can do serious acting. Obviously, you know, this is, we're I mean, in the year 2021. I mean, that's what the Truman Show wanted to tell us, but I mean. But I mean, you know, because this movie, I mean, it requires something. It requires like a, like the, you know, it requires that, that, you know, what you talk about like a comedic actor requires that sort of Bill Murray somberness, right? Mm-hmm. What Bill Murray brought to Rushmore when he first kind of. He brought that, to Stripes at the beginning. <laughs> and all the Jim Jarmusch movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. We needed that from him. And that do you Lost think, in Translation. Yes. Do you think Jim. Jim Carrey brought it here. Yes, I do. I mean, as much as you can make fun of Jim Carrey, like, you know, like, cause he's, cause there was that whole thing. Like his career is like so fat, like, you know, that nineties part of his career is like so fast. Like he was, uh, what was it? It was Ace Ventura first, then Dumb and Dumber, like immediately, like, you know, mm-hmm. Cable just, guy, oh, oh, Ma- I mean, it was the mask. Uh, mask it, was in there. It was like those three movies in that same year. Right. Or something yes. like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's when he like, you know, up. Yeah, exactly. And then like, and then he comes out with Truman Show, where they really try to sell him as this. Oh yeah, he's going deep, you know. Like, he's he's gonna like you know he's like he's never done this before. And then he does the Majestic, and who saw the Majestic? I want to know. Uh, have that post that poll up. You we'll know? take a poll of that yeah. as well. We're who doing did, a poll of Majestic. But then he did uh, what was the uh, Man on the Moon, the Andy Kaufman film, the biopic where he like where he's bullshitting us and like really like taking over and any Kaufman's persona and stuff, you know, I guess so. Right. Well, remember that, well, that documentary? Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's Netflix? why, that's why it's good that you bring this up. Cause that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. What, it, what, yeah. His acting compared to that stuff where yeah. supposedly well, he went exactly. super that's meta, what I'm comparing, and, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, it, yeah, that's, that's what I'm right. saying. Like, yeah, they, they wanted us to like, Oh yeah. Tr- uh, Jim Carrey's a serious actor. Cause he did the Truman show. And this is like, you know, like, you know, this movie is, they're saying it's better than it actually was. It's like an okay film. Like, you know, it's good, but it's not Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind where like Jim Carrey really is like, you know, you never see him depressed, like played dep- like, you know, sad or really depressed in like a film like or a drama, you know, like this feels re- like really real, like this character where he's just getting up, sees his car is like fucked up you know like getting on like you know deciding not to go to work just sitting on the train like that whole like he he doesn't say much but his like his like just the way he carries himself and just how he is like says so much more than he could ever say you know and that's what like i think is a really good performance you know where he's just acting like you know he's doing that like a fucking uh what's uh what's his name marlon brando shit you know where he just can embody like damn Jim you know? Carrey compared to Marlon Brando. <laughs> you know you hear like, that Jimmy? You know Jimmy where Boy? like Brando like really like yeah. brought that kind of like physicality to like a character where it's not like you know like he's like you know like you know he can lift stuff or anything, but he just like you know like just the way he carries himself and just like how he holds his face and like you know we see fucking uh, Joaquin Phoenix do that you know where he just like you know like he just stands like really awkwardly and like you know has this like. Like he's uncomfortable in his skin, almost. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I get what you're saying. That that actually makes a lot of sense. It, yeah. it really does feel like it, it is a physical performance. Yeah. Because um, you know, a lot of his comedy is that too. With yeah, his and face he's a physical. And like yeah. That. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like that's what he did on stand up. Like he does does and in, in, in Living Color. You know, he does. Yeah. He does like these really like. He really he uses his body like you know that's his stand up that's his like you know kind of shtick almost you know not not in a bad way or anything right, right. Or to, no especially like his like, face making like yeah crazy like faces. really like you know yeah. like he really I mean, he does can, that he can make the Grinch face he can actually look like the Grinch yeah without putting on and that makeup like you know in man and in Truman Show I really you know he was just kind of like I don't think he was really that 
but I mean, as Andy Kaufman, he was kind of he was, he was yeah. kind of like using his body more so, like in the acting and stuff like that, and the yes. physicality. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I think he did that more. I, I haven't seen the Majestic. We'll put that poll up, like we said. <laughs> but uh, you know, like I, I can't I can't speak on that one. But like in this role, he really does. You know, where he just. He is this guy, and Jim. He, I never think of Jim Carrey as a, like a dep- like you know like a sad person. Maybe more now so that he's painting and stuff, and like he's been through a lot. You right, know, but but when this came out, yeah, it yeah, was still like, like we hadn't really it, yeah. seen like that Jim Carrey. You know, yeah, absolutely, and and yeah, you're right. I, one thing about his performance, I'm always is, gonna be thinking of him speaking through his asshole. Yeah, exactly, with you know? like some goofy haircut, yeah. like you know, just doing some like just always in a car and yeah. on the road, somewhere. just falling down. You know, all like the fairly Pratt falls. You know, all the like, fairly brothers movies they got him on the road. They got him going on the road somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. So and it's always on a little bike. <laughs> it is. It, it like his physicality is like it, it actually works really well with what like uh, Michelle Gondry is doing in terms of like the, yeah. behind the camera because. A lot of this stuff, like a lot, a lot of di- different from Spike Jones, is that it's like very handheld and just yeah. kind of very loose, mm-hmm. and it's just like moving around. And it's like sort of capturing because they have like one thing that I really enjoyed about but it, this weird movie. Weird too, like Spike Jones is like he's kind of a handheld guy, but he was really well, he like can. yeah, I you mean, know, there, like there's the sabotage po- video. It's all yeah, like yeah, you know, no, in no. skate videos, like probably you know, like, there 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 are certain parts actually in Being John Malkovich that have that. Well, feel, yeah, but, and the right. the monkey's memory, like it's yeah. all like mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. 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 Little things like that, yeah. and especially even just John Malkovich's view. It's but this this film more definitely is, like, yes. you know, someone like, that's like there's, yeah. there's a lot of scenes, like there's a scene, for instance, where he's like, uh, Jim Carrey is sort of chasing Kate Winslet through one of his memories, yeah. and she keeps, like, she'll go in one room, and he walks in there, and she's not in there, she's disappeared. Well, they did that, like, on camera. Yeah. So in the room, there'd be a secret door that she can walk through to, like, yeah. pop out in the other end. And so it's very handheld. It's very loose. It's very, you know what I mean? Like it's like a cinema verte. You and they, know? Well, wait, but, wait, you said they do that in Internal Sunshine, you said? Yes, in and Internal they, Sunshine. But they do that in Being John Malkovich, too. There, there's right? a few things. Yeah, yeah. There's, it's not so much, but there's a few things. But here, a lot of it is that. A lot of it is yeah. focused on like kind of like loose and like following what the characters are doing. So it's not necessarily imp- improvised, but it's a little more, um, it's not so... I don't know. It it's feels a little more nitty gritty, like a little yeah, more. Yeah, I guess like, it feels a little like, more like, um, in a way that it, it's. It not doesn't like, feel so like static, you know, where like they're always using a crane, they're always using something, you know, right, to really make it this it, swooping it, shot to or make something, it very, you know? or to make it very still. Yeah. yeah, it feels very loose. Like you know, you see it like the scene you talked about where you know Jim Carrey sees the 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 thing on his car on the side of his car mm-hmm. where he doesn't realize that he doesn't remember that it was. Yeah, that feels like video it. camera almost. Too. It feels like, very, very like loose like, and very yeah. not documentary like, but sort of almost a little in bit. That yeah, game. yeah, you know, definitely. And I think. The choreography for that with Jim Carrey having to worry about, you know, because if you do that on green screen or if you're just like, okay, we're going to just film you go in the room and cut it and then she's going to pop out and then do it over here for them to have to actually do it like, you know, handheld and he's got to like, you know, know the timing of when to like walk, walk out of the room so she can pop out at the other end and do all Mm -hmm. these things like that. I think that really requires more so than just making wacky faces is what my point was. He said he does really good here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Jim Carrey really is trying to create this character and to be good. And Kate Winslet, I mean, I mean, she, you know, she was nominated for an Oscar. Her for this. too. Like you she, know, she's fat. She's fucking fantastic in this. Yeah. I mean, she's literally like because a lot of people talk shit about the manic pixie dream girl, mm-hmm. and she is sort of that, but I think, not at know, all. I mean, I not would, at all. I mean, I feel like. 
she is that but they're using it as a trope you know like just like you know like stupid male fantasy shit well, it's, it's also not really... turning it on its head it's, yeah. it's making it that she's not just that yeah she has of, problems yeah, she's an yeah. alcoholic mm-hmm. she's this she's that also right. you know she's yeah. not just this like it's not you embodiment know, of like this perfect you yes, know, woman, it's not, it's you not know. Natalie Portman from Garden State. You know what I mean? Oh, Where she's God. literally like the perfect, like, oh, she's so cute, she's so cutesy, and likes everything, and she, all everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. it's not that. You know, it, it's a lot more. There, there's layers to yeah, it. Yeah, even well, even Chris, Kristen. Kristen Dunst's character is oh, like yeah. that like you know Absolutely. where she's like totally falling in love with the older guy but she's like seeing the younger guy and it's like great too. you know like it's a whole like trope that they yeah. they turn both of those things kind of on their head where you know this happened and like you know like she's her memory has been erased too because it was better for the you know like for their work like kind of like yeah, the whole, it, it had like, to make workplace, like it makes sense so they can work you know? properly, and so and the and, wife already knew. Yeah, you know what like, I mean. Yeah, it's like that whole like almost like an apartment thing, you know. Like yeah, I mean, it just really so like good. it really brings both those kind of like you know like those sad like you know like how men just write women's characters, you know, like it's just sad that they're stuck in these things. They're more than that. They're not just these people like trying to find a guy and do this, and like they're not just this manic pixie girl you know right yeah yeah, yeah. there's more to them yeah than just they oh they're just in the smitten with somebody yeah you know what i mean yeah exactly and getting heartbroken from the older guy who like is already married and has this stuff oh he's gonna leave his wife or like you know stuff like that 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 kind of already happened and they had to like erase her mind and she's still kind of going into that because you know she just is who she is like like deleting your memories or not you know like there's right. still like a whole personality with that yes. person, you know? She's still going to fall for the same, you know what I mean? Yeah. She's still going to have those feelings. Like, that's actually, like, that's brilliantly done. Yeah, it so, is. To put that in there, like, as small as a little thing as it is, like, yeah. to plan it and, like, it grow throughout the film without... It is a it, small thing, but... It, yeah, but it like, grows, that's when, what I'm Once saying. it ends, like, you know, once and you it see... Becomes, it becomes, like, the catalyst for why everyone knows, yeah. uh, you know, about the, you know, the, their uh, their their memories being erased and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is, uh, it's, it's really great It's like if Michael Myers came to... You <laughs> <laughs> gotta stop with the went. Halloween kills already, all right? It's eternal sunshine. It's the embodiment of relationship and manic pick <laughs> and, and tropes of women that have been stuck in these roles. But, but it is... And, it, and it, Michael Myers is trying to come and kill it it really is unbelievably sad because it, it gives that sadness as well to mark ruffalo's character to be like you know and then you know we talked about this right we talked about yeah. this a little bit do you, you believe know? his story mark ruffalo said yeah. he didn't know yes because again remember we talked about this where you know she has that sort of ill like feeling towards elijah wood it's oh because yes, he yes yes was yes. the one who did it mm-hmm. you know what i mean I, that's yeah. what i get from it because i was yeah. trying to wonder why does she not like him? Yeah, so why much? does she like deli- dislike yeah. this guy? Why is she so dismissive you know, like, of him? Literally, like he opens the door and she's like, "Uh, yeah. Patrick." Uh, and she's just like, "Oh, hey." And she like, you know. Yeah. And I think it's because he's probably the one who did it. Because right, he stole her panties too and tried it to date probably, her. You know? He probably did. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Because he's yeah. a fucking creep. Yeah, he's a weasel. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a little, little weasel. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of like what that undertone is. They weren't able to explore it. They probably had to cut it out. You know, maybe. Yeah. But or, yeah, it might have been written kind yeah. of, or like yeah, it just or. You know how they give the background, like, you know, like people backgrounds for their story, you know, as their right. character, but it doesn't necessarily need to be in the film. But yeah, because because you who can knows? get it, you can kind of get it through these little things, you know? Yeah. Who knows? Like maybe they show like a flashback when they're getting the argument or something when she figures out that she had gotten that. And it shows like them doing it. And it's like yeah. Patrick there. You know, some yeah. someone would have done that. A director would have done that. Yeah. Or something, and it would just you know? been too much. It would have been too much. Because but I feel like yeah. that undertone of her being mad at him and being her being so like, uh. And then that's why I believe Mark Ruffalo when he says, I didn't know. 
I, I yeah, sort of, just kind of saw these little things yeah, and had I like hunches, so. but yeah, there was nothing really to like. You can't just base it on that, you know. You didn't see anything real, like, you know. Like yeah, who knows? They Am were I, talking. They yeah. were like, you know, but it was kind of. And he said it was kind of like that's the one time I saw you guys together, and I thought something, but after that, it was just it stopped. It was nothing, like you know, right. like oh, it was just kind of nothing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I. I like you know I kind of didn't want to believe him but yeah I kind of I do believe him you know like it's just like it's just in my head the story like behind that you know especially because Elijah was a fucking weasel so I imagine he was probably the one that that uh, Tom Wilkinson used yeah, yeah. to 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 erase uh, her memory because he probably knew that Mark Ruffalo and her were friends yeah, yeah. or that they were good like they were close or that Mark Ruffalo was kind of trying or to had, get at yeah her. or had a, like know? an attraction to her for sure and yeah. she obviously kind of probably didn't at the you know. Another thing, you know, another movie, you know, great, the, the men are snakes. Sorry. Sorry. Chris, Chris it's just Dunst, how we're written. We're not nobody, really like that. No, but Chris and Dunst, that, that whole thing, as much as like all the whole like love story of Joel Barish and, uh, you know, Clementine, yeah, Clementine yeah. is so sad. That is really That's sad. just as tragic too. It's like, extremely you know? sad. Like mm-hmm. it's a, for her to like. She's a tragic character. Have tragic to girl. deal with that. Like, and, and to, to have that bloom up again, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a little different. And the, the wife come in and yeah, like, you know, you know, it's a little different for Jim Carrey and, and Kate Winslet. They get to be like, let's try it again. Mm-hmm. She doesn't get to do that. Yeah. Like she, she has knows to, like, yeah, she, well, they both know. You're they right. all know, but they still like, it's just, it's just been tainted yeah. by that. Like at that point, you know, where yeah. it's just really where, and like, that was another thing too. Like, you know, like. She was like all for the like procedure and stuff, you know. Yeah, she like, was. She was like, it. "Oh, yeah. I think you're doing great work. Like, yeah. oh, this is great. Like, you're such like you know, you're such like this person. Like, you know, like wow, who wouldn't want this?" And then when she finds out she had it, like it's a totally different story, you know. Which is not like not to say ill of her, but I mean, you know, it's just she was kind of like, kind of like you know, like just head over heels for this guy for some reason, you know, just like. But she realized like, no, like I have to be you know this is not cool like this is not like i didn't really want that and she was probably just going along with it because she just felt like like you know like gross with herself obviously like anyone would have wanted that procedure you know it just and, would have been. And, and you know he probably he probably sort of forced her in yeah, a way like, yeah because like he's like yeah. you know like yeah it's her boss it's like this he's yeah. an older man he's like, like you know you're gonna yeah. have to do it so that we don't have any that's problems. what i'm saying like yeah she didn't like she kind of probably didn't want to do it but she just did it because she was just being submissive to this man, you know? You know what's great? is, it, And then she's the one who does the quote. I mean, she's the one who says the title of the movie. Yeah. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mm. She's the one who has that idea yeah, of that quote the from- memory and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, is this movie about fucking Kristen Dunst's character? <laughs> it kind of, it, it, it is as almost as it's about them, you know? Yeah, it really it's- is. It really is. But it's more so about, like, because, again, like, it really is about that, the, the more so love lost of mm-hmm. it. Whereas, yeah. like, you know, Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet, yeah, there's love lost, but they end up sort of, you know, rekindling that yeah. and finding each other again. Whereas, like, yeah, like, Kirsten Dunst, like, doesn't, she doesn't get anything. Like, she just, like, she's, like, it's, like, sadness. Know, she she, just, like, she yeah. loses her job, you well, know? She quits, but, but, but yeah. I mean, I mean you yeah. know, you can't go back to your job after that. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then you know, so you, she was probably gonna get fired anyway, unless the, uh, he was probably no, gonna be he like, was not gonna fire. Her, but yes, yeah. he would have. He would have been like, "Hey, I, we're gonna have to erase your memory again, or you're fired." <laughs> 
I mean, come on. Yeah. You I know, don't know. He I don't, yeah, no, but yeah, don't, she don't, fin- I don't know me. No, she finally realizes something. And yes. I, that's probably greater than of course. what was going on anyway. You of know? course. But there is still that sadness it, there. Yeah. It's, it, there's it's a whole that sadness lot of, of like, you know, cause it's, it's that idea of like her being like, well, I just, so what is this then? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what have I been doing? You know? What are these memories? Are these memories there? What is this? You know, mm-hmm. like that—that's crazy. Yeah, you know, as much as I would like to, I be wish like, you wrote. I should have wrote down that quote, but yeah, yeah, but, but I mean, and who like did they say? They say who it is, but I forget. Yes, no. she does. Damn, uh-huh. God damn it! Well, that's us on the Criterion Cult Film Podcast. Always doing our research. We're not here Always. for facts. <laughs> We're here for feelings. And let me tell you mm-hmm. something. This movie is a tearjerker, and now it's going to even be more so a tearjerker yeah. now when I watch it again, thinking about. Kirsten Dunst and what she's got Kirsten, through. Kirsten. Kirsten. Kirsten? Is that what I was saying? How I was I saying it? I was saying it wrong. Dunst, I always thought it was Kirsten, but it's Kirsten. Kirsten Dunst. Mm-hmm. I um, I feel for you. I feel this character. Mm-hmm. And and all great performances all around. Michelle Gondry um, is, is practical effects are a little different than uh, Spike Jones, which is what I like. Mm-hmm. You know, they're two different styles of filmmaking yeah. in the same kind of um, world, you know, in the Charlie Kaufman world. But yeah. you have those like visual effects, which are, which are like super in-camera tricks. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he, he does like, what is it? Like uh, the um, uh, like forced perspe- perspective yeah. and, and things like that, like different dimension things where you can yeah. like see what's going on. Like um, it looks like someone's smaller than the other person, but it's yeah. just it's not just how know? it's slanted or like yeah. built like to like yeah. And that works so much for like the playfulness of the way that they're sort of running through their memories or the way they're jumping through their memories. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you know someone else, you know, it could have been. And a lot of times too, he does another great thing with tunnel vision here as well, like we talked about with Spike Jones. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times the tunnel vision is here where it's just like you know when you have dreams and there's things going on around you. But you, you, you're sort of focused on just kind of seeing what's in front of you, but you know that there's other yeah, things Yeah, just kind of you. like your mind fills it in, you know? Yeah. But like, yeah, there's that great thing where like the other guy, you know, when she's like, oh, she w- I went there and she didn't even, she just like acted like I didn't know who I was, but there was this other guy, but he didn't see his face. And right. when he just keeps on trying to turn his head around, like, you know, and it's just that's like a blank. Yes. Like, that's yeah, yeah. like, yeah, that's such a great like, you know, like trick that they do like for you know, memory and stuff and dreams like where like you have a vision of this person there, but you really don't like, it's like, it's not really about that. It's just like more focused on like what tells going on and like, yeah. And how dreams like just jump, like they feel like they just jump to one thing to another, like seamlessly, you know? And he does that. And Michelle Gondry really shows that on film really well. Like, and well, uh, look, uh, just to be, you know, just to be devil's advocate, because okay. just because goddamn, this is a, a fanta- Halloween's over a fantastic <laughs> film. devil time is no more. I mean, this is a scary movie. Mondo. This is a devil town. This is a scary movie. Yeah, it is scary. I, it is I, very scary because I can't imagine not only losing the love of my life, but losing the memories mm. of the love of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and that'd be Jim Carrey. Yeah. And look, so. You know, why does it belong in the Criterion Collection? I mean, what do you? Not, are you not listening to me? <laughs> <laughs> Have you not been hearing what I've been saying? It's just like this script is just. I mean, it's really crazy how out of the park like um, Charlie Kaufman was hitting it. You know, 
and like he kind of i feel like he really oh, got out of the park he was hitting it is that what you said yeah oh, hitting okay. it out hitting it out of the park you yes, know? yes, yes like yes. with both these films and like you know his Absolutely. scripts you know and he really got I, it was just like one of those things too where it's just like the stars aligned and he got these great directors to do his films you know and I mean, like, you know, like, it's just like if someone else would have done this, it might have not had the impact as I feel like it's I mean, when Eternal Sunshine really came out, like everyone was like nuts over this movie. Like sad, I um, I had the misfortune of not being able to see it in the theater, like, you know, just because I, I don't know, I just wrote it off or like I'll see it whenever, you know, it just wasn't a priority at that time. But like, you know, everyone was just talking about it. And tisk, I, tisk, tisk. But <laughs> it's also because Jim Carrey is being serious in a film and fool me once shame on me or no fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me you're not gonna get me a third time so what okay so truman, truman show, show and then majestic, majestic and then that's uh, you being fooled oh shit yeah and then uh, okay and then uh uh man on the moon yeah you know it's like yeah okay i'm just playing with myself at that time <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> so i was kind of like you know gotcha. i wasn't like got, got it i was just like I was I had this like you know thing in my my head where I was like I don't want to see Jim Carrey in like a serious film you know mm-hmm. and like no, yeah, yeah, you I, know I like that. it was yeah, just like sure. or like uh, at the time yeah. and it's dramatic role okay yeah we've seen like we've done this whatever like I'm like yeah but like I got because it again, right. we're men of a certain age yes. so we didn't graduate high school to 2003 so this is literally a year after a year that. later yeah and so it's like yeah at that time we were just like no we're not trying to see that yeah I want to see like Saving Silverman you know. Did that come out of the round? No, that time? it was like a little earlier. Like oh, okay, maybe like two one two uh, two thousand two, two thousand one, two thousand maybe. But yeah, maybe. you're right. Yeah, well, I just want to see Jim Carrey talk like, out of his I don't ass. even remember what I was seeing in two thousand four. Like yeah, what I don't like, either. <laughs> yeah, I can't even remember any movies. You know, like we're doing something else at that time. That's true. But yeah, you know, so I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm not gonna see this. But I mean, after I, but I bought it right away on DVD when it came out because I guess the hoopla, or whatever. Just because I liked buying movies. But anyway, like, I mean, it just shows a great performance. Like, earlier I was talking about Jim Carrey, like, how, you know, like, he brought this, like, you know, like, where he really, like, fell into this dramatic role. And it's not just him being, you know, like, sad Jim Carrey or something like that. Where, like, I don't know what, whatever anyone was, what he was trying to do before. You know, like, where he was really trying to, you know, be a serious actor. Like, yeah, he was always trying to, but, I mean. This really shows it. Like this film really lets him be the Jim Carrey that they promised in the '90s when he was doing serious roles, you know. <laughs> you know, and 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 Kate yeah. Winslet too. Like I like, I had never really thought of her like you know, really twice about her. Honestly, you know, like oh yeah, she's like you know she's there, but like I'm not like oh Kate Winslet's in this film. I want to see it, you know. Well, yeah, because I'd only I, seen I, Titanic, you know. Yeah, and I'd never seen Heavenly Creatures or stuff like that. The Peter Jackson film she did earlier, like you know. And really anything after uh, um, Titanic, you know, mm-hmm. just because that was just a movie everyone saw, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I like, you know, like, but she like, yeah, she's, I mean, Kate Winslet is great. She's like, you know, she's proved like. Continues to be great. Yeah, it yeah. continues. Like, she's like still being a great actor, actress. Like, you know, she's yeah, like yeah. really like going for like real roles, you know, not just some like, like, pu- like, you know, just like, yeah, some manic pixie girl like you know she really chose this character because she brought something she thought she could bring something and she did you know where she just wasn't this person like she had like more layers to than what like just an on-screen love interest than it was in like titanic or whatever you know like it was much more than that you know 
Yeah, even though I think she was the only one nominated for a Titanic as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah, as Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. Yeah, but she's not bad in Titanic. I'm not. No, saying no, that, I, no, know? but I get what you're saying. But, but it's but just, yeah, yeah. There, I was, there's you know. there's a lot more to to her as Clementine mm-hmm. than a lot of people might think. You know, because yeah. people want to call it the manic pixie dream girl, but honestly, yeah. there's more to it than that. You know. But I knew Kristen Dunst was great since Crazy Beautiful. Well, of course, we've all you known know, that. Like we all she know that. Just, well, Virgin like, Suicides. And Virgin, yeah, Virgin yeah, we've Suicides. all known yeah, that. Chris, Come on, she's a great actress too. Yeah, she, it's 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 nice to kind of see her in there. It was not. It was a nice little addition, like you know, to yeah. have her be even a small part. But now that we're talking about it, obviously, yeah, this is a, a huge, huge role. Part. Like it's a like. I mean, obviously, it's it a really is it's the like part. an underlining, but like, it's really the real should, story. You she know? should be on the cover. Yeah. She is eternal sunshine of the spot. She is that quote mm-hmm. that they're talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Literally. Uh, blessed are the forgetful, blah, 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 Virgin suicides. This is Romans Corinthians 2020. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. She is that quote. Yeah. So anyway, the, you, heard it, you heard it here first, folks. And, you know, once they put this out on Criterion, we're gonna write that essay. Yeah. We're gonna you're gonna read the essay about us talking about our that. our episode is gonna be included on the criteria. This is all about Kirsten you know? Dunst, baby. It's, it's not just, even about. They're gonna Jim call Perry. us in for a commentary. Yeah, because we're yeah. we're breaking new ground yeah. with this shit. So you know what, Mondo? It's obviously gonna be in. Yeah, there, there, I was. Ne- it was never gonna not gonna be in. I just want you know. I just wanted to like. Yeah, it was. Get just, you to yeah, we had to talk. We had. We, we have one, a podcast. Give one last final ah of yeah. it, which was a good one, of course. But the movie itself really does stand on its own. Yeah. The script, the direction, the acting, yeah. everything. There's really no reason for you to do final thoughts because that was it. I'm going to do mine. Unless you got anything else you want to say. Um, Criterion, let us do a commentary or put this episode on the on the Criterion Blu-ray when you release it. I think it's going to happen. Cause look, it has to. It's Eternal, just going Eternal to. Sunshine isn't about the relationship that we see on the surface. Because look, we yeah. all know about that. Like We all yeah. would love that. That's not that is real that's that ending is real that that idea of like look yeah maybe if we did try this again it might not end better it might end the same way yeah we might do make the same mistakes but you know but you know what you know so what the heart wants what the heart wants yeah so what (laughs) so what you know and uh it's like uh that's that's real in a lot of ways but what's obviously more realer What's actually the the realest? The thing. realest? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I don't know how to say Real, words. Uh, realer in, baby. What's the realest? <laughs> yeah, reel it in, Jordan. Is the whole Kirsten Kirsten Dunst uh, subplot that whole little mm-hmm. thing there? Because mm-hmm. that really is what's going to happen. As that's what really you're going to use that technology mm-hmm. for is a relationship like that. The idea that this isn't you know this is something that maybe this is someone that you do love and you do fall in love with them and maybe you know uh Mizwiak was in love with her the doctor was in love with her as well but they needed to get rid of her memory because she would have been a homewrecker she would have messed up like uh, you know the business you know not not because she would have done something bad but well, because everybody well, she does, else uh, but everybody kinda. well you know what i mean yeah. but even even more so in the sense that obviously she does kind of homewreck and mess everything up but for the better yeah, it's not like it's yeah. not like whereas before that's never intentions. It would have yes, like, it, you know. yes, it would have just been this kind of unrooted kind of thing coming up from the under the carpet kind of thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Here it's more so like yeah, no, I'm, let me shut it all down, which makes mm-hmm. sense. She has the right to do yeah. that. She should do that. But that's that's what now talking about this film in this conversation. Love this film before because it was a great emo song. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was such a great emo song. It's like, like that emo song that ends with the okay, so what? 
Now it sounds like a country song. But (laughs) no, no. Now with with the underlined, um, you know, the underlined plot, the under thing where we're talking about Kirsten Dunst's character, Mm -hmm. it feels more so like um, I don't know how can I say it, like a like a like a really good uh, '90s indie song where you're just like, oh, it's like it's it's like a pixie song more than it is like a. I think you mean more singer songwriter kind of. Sure, you know, it's I a guess. little more gritty. It's a little more like down I to guess. earth, you know. Yeah, it's a something Tracy like Chapman that. song. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. something like that. I, I but something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, though. Yeah, you I do. know what I'm I saying. Do. It's got a little more of, of a layer to it than I thought before. Even though that didn't make it bad, it didn't have that layer yeah. because I love this movie with all my heart. Um, but yeah, it's e- it's easy to focus, obviously, on Jim yeah. Carrey and Clementine, right? And that whole other part where like because that's a little easier to relate to. Yeah. Most people aren't like in these weird home wrecker relationships or yeah. like things like that. You know what I mean? Like no one's really doing that yeah. all the time. Most people are just in regular yeah, relationships. It, yeah. yeah. So but that makes yeah. sense. We're older. We're well, trying to yeah. grow. I, I yeah, and also and I think you know, this episode kind of proves that it does. It also shows that like yeah, that we we can see these things now. You know, yeah. we can see we can see the we trauma. Have different eyes. We yeah. can see the trauma that not only we're bringing upon people, but that yeah. that people might have. For yeah. themselves that we might not see before. I love this movie. Obviously, I recommend Eternal Sunshine to everyone who's listening to this podcast. It's such a beautiful film. I, if I would have really gotten into it, really like kind of talked about it in the way that I wanted to, I probably would have fucking cried mm. because it's a beautiful film. It's really, it really digs deep into your psyche, into your soul, and who you are. You know, we talked about in being John Malkovich, who you are and who you want to be. This really talks about you know, what you want to keep and what memories you want to like, what experiences you want to keep for yourself and what you want to be like, you know what, that was tough and that was a horrible experience and maybe I don't like that, but I should keep that with me so it mm. shapes me into be a better person. And that yeah. and that could be hard. You want to yeah. just keep the From good From an emo stuff. song, we went to a hardcore song. There you go. You want to, you want to keep the good memories mostly, you mm. know? You want to be like a happy guy. You want to fight the fight. You want to be Len. You know, you want to be a Len song. You know, mm. you want to be, you want to steal your sunshine. You want to be happy mm. all the time, but sometimes you can't. Yeah. Sometimes you got to be a, a, you know, you got to be a sad song. You got to be a, a sunny day real estate song sometimes, <laughs> or you're going to be a My Chemical Romance song, yeah. or you're going to be a Bright Eyes song, you know, yeah. or, or, or a Tom, a Tom Waits song, Yeah. you know, like it's just going to be. But but you gotta let it happen, and you gotta let that that that's gonna build you like uh, that not build you, but that's gonna shape you is yeah. what I mean as a person. And so um yeah, everyone see Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. This is one of the greatest films ever created. Uh, every single angle that you can come from. Don't even talk to me. Don't even say the acting's not good. Don't say the direction's not good. Don't say nothing's not good because yeah. you're a fool. You're an idiot. You're a goddamn silly fool. Mondo. You brought it. It's in. Hell yeah! It's obviously gonna. I mean, it should be in. I mean, this is this is a no brainer. That was we a close one. That was a close one. We all know this. No, this is a no brainer. You almost erased this pod. <laughs> uh, you almost erased this episode, but I did. luckily, you realized. Happened. You know the fear. The you know we grew as people. You know we, it's true. It's very the fight, true. The fights we fight. You know the tears we shed. That's what we do. You know, yeah. me and you have broken up that way a lot. And we literally come back. I always literally whisper in your ear when you leave here after we record where we're yelling at each other. I'm like, meet me in Monta. I <laughs> know. Meet me in Pico. <laughs> and then you do. So, yeah. yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. 
Um, obviously, I think everyone who's listening to this has watched both of these films. These are, you know, these are pretty popular films. I but think if you in, haven't in, in a while, yeah, I mean, if you, oh, if you haven't in a while, exactly. It's a great. I think it's up. a great comeback. It, it's you a know, beautiful, great rewatch, especially after you know Halloween has been happening. You're watching yeah. all the horror stuff. Come into something that's it's sort of horror still, but it's more so. It's more existential horror. It's more like yeah. daily life horror. You know yes, what I mean? This is like, life. yeah, this sucks. It's body horror. It's like, do you want to be yourself? And do you love the person that you're yeah. with? And should you continue to love that person? Crazy stuff. You don't want to think about this stuff. You yeah. want to go to sleep. <laughs> That's, you know, but it's yeah. hard. It's tough. I'm Jordan Garcia. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to follow me on Instagram at Young Jane Fonda, please follow us at Twitter at Criterion Cult on Instagram at Criterion Cult Pod. Yes. Please follow us. Please share us. Yeah, please listen like to us, us on Spotify, Apple Pod, uh, Apple Podcasts. Share yeah. our episodes. iHeartRadio. Uh, give us give us feedback on everything yeah. we're doing. Mondo, where can we find you? Where can we follow you? Where yeah, can we stalk uh, you? Give us feedback. Let us know how great we're doing, how what we could improve on, you know, other things, you know. Constructive criti- criticism is what I'm saying. But you can follow me on all socials at save underscore Mondo. Look for us on Letterboxd. You can look up Jordan Garcia and then save Mondo yeah, as well on Letterboxd. Sponsor us Letterboxd. Yeah. We're Get us hats. Get us premium accounts. Oh, yeah. Let's, Thank let's you. work something out. Thank you. Yeah,